On this episode, Data finds the dumb brother, Riker tries to get married, Picard finds out he has a clone, but not in a good way, Tom Hardy realizes that this ain't Black Hawk Down, and Worf does nothing. I'm Captain Awesome. And I'm the Triple Hippie. Welcome aboard, take a station, and find something to hold on to. There are no seatbelts on the bridge. everybody uh this time we're gonna continue with star trek 10 nemesis and uh we're gonna continue where we left off from last time where uh Riker tried to get hitched data found data's head and the intrepid crew set off for sunny romulus <laughs> so when right as soon as we left off they had just talked to Catherine janeway and she was like hey listen there's some real bad stuff going down and we're going to need you to head to Romulus. So if you could go ahead and just go out there, that'd be great. (laughs) So Picard heads to the bridge and the first thing he does is tell the helmsman, Hey, go to Romulus. (laughs) I I really, I really enjoyed the, uh, the performance by the guy playing the helmsman on this because the look on his face all the way through through him actually hitting all the buttons everything is like i, I don't want to do this should i be doing this does it, i'm waiting for somebody to stop me here I, i'm supposed to be right. doing this right it kind of looked like he was gonna hover his hand over the thing and be like all right i'm about to push the button i'm gonna push this button are you sure you want me to push this button three two one. <laughs> <laughs> Picard's like and gadget, <laughs> you gadget. <laughs> but I mean in all seriousness like <laughs> he kind of had that reaction like he was like alright now stand there and punch yourself <laughs> like, really are you sure I mean I know I gotta do it but I don't wanna I really don't wanna do that <laughs> and then Picard's like hey Riker I don't think you're gonna make it to your wedding <laughs> And the look on Riker's face, like, I'm not getting my deposit back. Yeah, I was like, dude, do you know how much money I spent? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what a real Talaxian caterer costs? <laughs> no, of course not, because in the Federation, we don't use money. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's right. We don't use any uh, of that, what do you call it, gold-pressed Latin? Oh, oh, is that money? Oh. So they go off to Romulus, and here's just a small detail. The Enterprise no longer stretches when it goes onto the it go in, goes into warp. But not only that, when I watched this the last time, it also leaves like a little bit of like residue behind as if it needs a tune-up. Did it actually leave residue behind or was that a, a a screen artifact from bad CGI? I think the second time, I'm not sure on the first time it goes to warp, but when they leave Romulus later in the movie. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, there's some sort of it, it. It looks like the rings are shot on the Enterprise. the The only reason I ask is because I uh, recently watched um, a New Hope, uh, the first Star Wars movie. Oh yes, uh, and I watched an original version that was not remastered, but I watched it on a 4K capable television. Oh yeah, and when those ships move through space there is a chunk of space yep. moving with them. Yes. <laughs> and it's, it's real obvious. Now, big screen, watching it in a, in a movie theater, it's absolutely brilliant. It's perfect. You watch that on a 4K TV, and it, it blows all the, the special effects out the window. <laughs> so I, I was actually kind of wondering about that. Like, I mean... The ship not stretching kind of bugs me because of all the science that they screw with on Star Trek. That's one of them that actually makes sense to me. (laughs) If it's moving faster than light, you're going to see weird lighting effects. Right. Or visual effects. But it just leaving a trail of schmutz? That seems (laughs) terrible. (laughs) All I can think of is like, Jordy's kind of mailing it in right now. Right. He's like, "Eh, listen, Riker's going to the Titan. He doesn't give a crap anymore. Or maybe, maybe they just away. don't build. Maybe the sovereign class is one of those things, you know, as an Edsel. You know, you is? don't see a lot of sovereign classes out there. <laughs> Jordy is. That's why he got his bionic eyes back because his human eyes couldn't tell that the thing was running like crap. 
once he got his bionic eyes, he was like, oh man, I've got so much work to do. <laughs> How do you, do you guys even read the manual? <laughs> <laughs> so they, they get to, to Remus or they're on their way to Remus. And so they have to have a, a little talk and educate the crew about <laughs> Remus. It's time for the exposition dump. so remus is is a planet in the same system as romulus and it is tidally locked with the system sun which means that one side of it always faces the sun and one side of it always faces away the remans live in the dark uh they might say it right the remans are from the dark side Dun, 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 dun. And they're kind of like the untouchables. They they delith, they mine dilithium and they make weapons. And here's one thing I do want to ask. Mining dilithium in Romulus, really, really, really horrible. Mining mm-hmm. dilithium in the Klingon Empire in Rurapente, really, really, really horrible. Where's the Federation getting its dilithium? They have asteroids that are completely uh peopled with emhs that's what the delith big dilithium wants you to think no they showed it to us now granted <laughs> the emhs did have an uprising after they they were informed <laughs> that there is another way but yeah they that's totally what they were doing they were cleaning out uh dilithium something something scrubber thingy okay so that that answers that answers for the late 23rd century Mm. what about the 22nd century oh oh that um something racist (laughs) (laughs) let's just leave it at that something racist So the uh, so they're talking about the fact that the Remans who are untouchables now the new emperor is a Reman so that's kind of weird they're all kind of freaked out about that they keep on making a point it's like Reman everyone looks at each other all uncomfortable yeah um, they try to figure out you know how do you come into power you know, did he have a coup you need the fleet behind you all this stuff they're they're basically just open up through open a book about it. well they looked up Wikipedia on. They looked up a Rome on Wikipedia and just kind of threw some things in there and said, yeah, right. that's, that sounds right. Here's the thing that bugs me about this, though. The Romulans are following this guy as the emperor, right? So they see this big group of Remans walk into the Roman Romulus Romulan Senate, take up shop and start ruling the place. And not one of them is like, you you guys see that he's human, right? <laughs> it's like, I, I've seen Remans and he's a human. <laughs> and, uh, you, what is with these senators that none of them was like, yeah, yeah dude, you're it's right. kind of like, you can't tell, you can't call the King fat, you know? Right. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, that like late night entertainment on Romulus was just like, Hey everybody. And, <laughs> have you guys seen the new emperor? He's totally a Reman, right? <laughs> 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 yeah, it did it did seem one of those things when we get the reveal later is like he's human. It's like, wait, what? Because <laughs> cause now that doesn't make any sense really. At uh and right? here's one of the things. Why was this necessary? We'll get into the more of this later, but why was this there is so much unnecessary science fiction in this movie? Why did you need a clone of John Luke Picard? To be the I, bad guy, you it. it I mean, then the movie would have been twenty minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> well, he had uh, uh, what's his name, Hellboy, right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not a bad guy. That he can't play a bad guy in a Star Trek movie. I mean, he gets I totally eats. agree. the The entire trope of this guy being Picard's clone. You take that storyline out of the movie and leave everything else still works. Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. The only thing they would need is for some reason why they needed Picard to come to Romulus. And you could have done a number of things there. Right. Also, if I recall correctly from back when this movie came out, cause I don't remember actually going to see this in the theater. I may not have actually, uh, I did. Um, but if I recall correctly from the commercials, 
they told you in the commercials that this guy was a clone of Picard. Yes. So it wasn't even a surprise. No. It gave nothing to the movie. Yeah. They were so it, eager to tell everybody about it that it was just pointless. It the, Yes, the big reveal had pretty much already been revealed, and it was like, well, yeah, why? Yeah. <laughs> so dumb. Anyway. <laughs> but a little bit later, George Lucas will go, you know what the problem was? They only had one clone in their movie. you're gonna need a couple million more there buddy (laughs) if you have a bunch of them people will totally accept it you have a bunch of clones people will i would have made all of remus be populated by these picard (laughs) clones and then they really would have kicked some ass but at this i don't even know what george lucas sounds like i'm sorry (laughs) if i've offended anyone i have no idea Um, so all right. up to this point, we don't know Shinzon's human yet. We just know that he's young and he kicks ass and they bring up oh, yeah. Dominion War because that's how we measure people now. In the last movie, we had to mention that the uh, Sona, you know, fought valiantly and horribly in the Dominion War and so did the Remans. So that lets us know. Now, this is really funny because the Remans are supposed to be these, these crack soldiers that fought valiantly against Jem Hadar. We're going to talk about that a little bit later when Captain Picard is trying to escape their ship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, they introduce this young upstart and then we go back to the enterprise where they have hit the power switch on B4. <laughs> no, I love, I love so much of Star Trek has this poke it with a stick approach to science you know it's like i don't know put it together and see what happens (laughs) it's like you you could have actually put it to if you wanted to put together you could have done that in a brig or any place where there was a uh, force field no just put them together see what happens i like the uh the total recall effect they should have just put him together and him all of a sudden wake up and go three two one Would have made for a more interesting movie. I'm sorry. I would have stuffed all the stuff in a box, shipped it off to uh, to uh, Commander Maddox yeah, at the Daystrom Institute, and said, "You mess with it, right? <laughs> this is now your problem. <laughs> Let us know if he's a lore." <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> so, speaking of which, the last time we built one of these, it turned out to be lore, um, and nobody and before that to remember that it was old West data. And before that, well, guess what? It was lore again. <laughs> but once again, it's it's just the the uh, complete lack of any memory of the Enterprise crew. No, nah, I don't want right? it again. Well, <laughs> and if you're gonna put <laughs> with all of their experience with this stuff, and with the fact that it that <laughs> Noonien Soon was just a jerk. I mean, <laughs> he who knows? He might have done all this on purpose. I don't know. But why not at least put him in a, in a cell in the brig before you turn him on? Yes. Yes. Right. Like turn off the Wi-Fi for a minute. <laughs> Come on guys, wrap him in foil or something. No, cause Jordy is the only one who's kind of going, you know, uh, he's kind of looking around. I was like, you want to do this? Uh, right. But we have to remember that, um, he was the guy who was tortured by lore. So he might have a little bit different view. Of course, he was a guy tortured by Romulans too. So this whole movie might have a little bit of extra gravity for uh, Jordy LaForge. Yeah. Jordy should have just been like, nope, I can't do this. I'm out. <laughs> and hey, who would have blamed you, uh, him? you tell Picard, I, I'm not doing this. <laughs> Beverly, I'm going to need some downers. I'm going to go take a nap. That's the way we're doing this. <laughs> and honestly, I wouldn't have blamed. I would, the look he has on his face is probably also due to the fact that once again, the director who really had no interest in Star Trek could not even remember Lavar's name and often referred to him as Laverne, which didn't really ingratiate himself to Mr. Burton. Listen, I will stand for a lot, but I will not stand for people doing anything wrong against LeVar Burton. He is a national <laughs> damn treasure. I will agree. Actually, I just saw him on uh, on Leverage. I will tell you, 
if you want to watch this show, it's totally worth it. It's a fun show. Again, pretty dumb, totally fun. <laughs> and everybody ha- from Star Trek has been on it. <laughs> Probably doesn't hurt that uh, Frakes has directed several episodes. <laughs> so Data says, do you remember our father? I was so hoping before was going to launch into a prayer. <laughs> I honestly, I was really as like, oh yes, soon was Catholic. Oh, even if he didn't launch into prayer, if he had just said, who art in heaven, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been amazing. And as, as to your, your comment about, uh, Soong, Dr. Soong being a jerk, mm-hmm. we've now seen three, four different Soongs throughout the mm-hmm. different generations. How do these guys ever reproduce? Because they all seem to be complete and other jerkwads. Well, the the one Soong that we saw, actually, we've seen two Soongs that uh, one of them has a girl living with him who's clearly in love with him. And then we see Soong in Picard who has a daughter because he was married and became a jerk while trying to <laughs> clone and save his daughter. Um, yeah, no, I, I think they become jerks. Like as they're... <laughs> As their, um, their, get their research bit. takes over and they become old cantankerous jerks, then everybody leaves them. Now, that being said, Data's father, I don't think had any kids because he died and nobody seemed to care. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he, he Data's father did have because that's who that's um, who we meet in Picard season one is Noonien Soong's son. Oh, you're right. You're right. So that, that guy's probably got some bastards running around somewhere. Once again, maybe they'll pop up in the- wait, hold on. Oh, that's right. That's right. He meets Noonien Soong's son and Noonien Soong's like great, great, great grandfather. Cause the one yes. who's in, yes, in season two times. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Spiner's like, you know what? This was kind of fun. Actually. Now that you mention it, I, I think we'll do more episodes. Actually, his portrayal of Soong in enterprise is probably one of my favorites. Yeah. I, That's a I, good one. Yeah. Anyway, man, there's <laughs> so much to just go on a tangent about. <laughs> so um, yeah, we we what we put them all together, and then, we, and then we find we have extra parts left over, or what? It what? What's this listen, thing in the back, Jordy? I know you're an engineer, and you exhaustively check this thing over, but uh, <laughs> what about this flashy blue thing on the back of his neck? <laughs> Did you notice that? I didn't notice that. I mean. <laughs> It's, it's nothing I shouldn't. Oh, oh, it's just possibly another port for uploading right next to the other port for upload. Oh, that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, that makes cool. sense. Cool. Yeah. Cool. 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 <laughs> it's, it's like a PC. Wait a second. Maybe these components weren't originally put, supposed to be put together, but <laughs> you know, my, my laptop, it has two ports right next to each other for, for data upload. But I mean, I bought it because it had those, not, you know, oh, look, there's another one. <laughs> it's like, hey, what's this one for? <laughs> let's, let's just plug a random cable into that. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Then we got, then, now we, we know there's a young guy who's in charge on Romulus, but now we're going to meet him and his we're name is Shinzon. So I'm not really sure why anything. his name is Chinese. He's, <laughs> he's supposed to be some kind of Roman kind of thing, and he's Chinese. <laughs> so the Enterprise is at Romulus, and they're waiting for contact, and they're waiting for about 17 hours, and they've reached no one, which tells me that Riemann Society is also ruled by call centers. <laughs> <laughs> they should have had some really nice just flute music going while they were sitting on the bridge. <laughs> we in the Romulan Empire understand your time is valuable. <laughs> Your call will be answered in the order it was received. <laughs> I, I do like the, uh, I do like the touch that there are people actually this time on this bridge. There are other people, other crew members, other than the, just the people we know, like doing things. It's like yeah. a nice touch. I'll give a There's a guy in the that. back. He's using the peas and carrots, peas and carrots <laughs> interface. Watermelon, cantaloupe, watermelon, cantaloupe. <laughs> spaghetti, 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 spaghetti. I find it interesting that both Worf and uh, 
and uh, Riker are the ones who really start to break down after the whole time goes 17 hours. You know, they are not picking up. <laughs> Sir, I know I can't see the ship, but can I shoot at something? <laughs> uh, and it was right about that time the scimitar done showed up. Yeah, uncloaks well. Card is going on about patience is thy finest. Oh, oh, God. Oh, 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 goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so they scan it. And what do they find? 52 phasers, 27 photon torpedoes. Yeah, someone's overcompensating for something. Right. Oh. Of course. And of course, we're going to go into the classic Star Trek nose to nose position because that's the way. <laughs> You always mean, orient your sp- your spaceships is looking directly at each other. Yeah, right. Perfect plane. No, <laughs> like you, you, oh yeah, we can see bridge to bridge. And, and you know what? This hair galaxy ain't big enough for the two of us. <laughs> I I find it works better if you actually point it at the other ship. I just right. it just maybe not. It just seems like it does. <laughs> 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 no, sir. That's actually the back of the ship. This culture is very different from our own. <laughs> so now we get to see the Remans, and the Remans we we get to see Ron Perlman as a Reman, and he looks a lot like a Nosferatu. He looks a lot like a yeah. bat. He he is a he is a bit of a bat vampire. Yeah, I, I don't like this at all. Their makeup sucks. I, listen, the makeup artist did a great job. I'm yes. sure this is exactly what he was asked to do or they were asked to do. It's fantastic makeup. I don't like the concept. Yes. Yes. The the design just wasn't. Yeah. It didn't make a lot of sense. Well, Vulcans and Romulans are both you know related to each other and they look like humans mostly. So you got these Remans who are from the same system as the Romulans and they look like man bats. Yes. Now so, I'm, I'm guessing that they were trying to portray C because they always live in the dark and they're always mining dilithium that they're. Yeah. So they should have looked like Romulans who were really pale and had big eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> also, no, speaking of which they live in the dark. They, they make a point here to say, you know, we, we keep the lights down low for our comfort. <laughs> the whole time that they had any problems with these guys, they should have just turned the lights on. They would have been like, ah, <laughs> ow, you know, ow. Like, yeah. <laughs> Actually, if somebody who has really light sensitive eyes, yeah, you're absolutely right. You're right? Absolutely right. Just turn them on bright and everybody would have been like, ah, oh, all right, now just walk up and grab them. It's fine. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I did like that uh, Goldsmith throws in a, l- a little musical thing here that oh, is very reminiscent of the uh, fight music from the original da, Star da, Trek. Da, 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 yes. da, it's a little da, more subtle, but it's there's there's it's yeah. like oh okay that that was actually it's, nice. it's actually real good stuff. That was yeah. a great a great moment. <laughs> so they invite. Picard, the, the Remans invite Picard over to meet Shinzon because they think yeah. this is Shinzon's like, oh, you're Shinzon. He's like, no, I'm not Shinzon. I'm the Viceroy, yes. which I'm guessing is his rap name. And they call me Hellboy. <laughs> <laughs> I am actually the person who should have been the bad guy in this movie, but <laughs> I'll stand over in the shadows. Um, so they tell him, yeah, transport over. We want you to meet Shinzon. And so... They transport over, and all I can say is, man, are the transporters, once again, are the transporters getting slower on this ship? Because it seems like it takes forever for that effect to end. If you think about it, though, they're they're beaming over to a, a Riemann or a Romulan ship. You know they're going to use better encryption than the Starfleet does. Ah, uh, good point. That good stuff's going to be slower. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Security is and where it's at. You know what? I think of that as a joke, but it's actually probably true. <laughs> You know they're my a little god. more security conscious. My god, I'm smarter than I realized. Right? <laughs> also, why is Riker here? So Riker beams in. So we've got Riker, Troy, Picard, Worf. Jordy's the, the only one who isn't there, is 
Right. So Jordy's running the ship. Yeah. Why? Why? why are, <laughs> first off, Riker is is the second in command. He he should have told Picard, "No, you can't go to the ship." Special yes. circumstances. Okay, fine. So when that happens, Riker should stay there. Secondly, Riker and Troy are about to get married. Why are the both of them on an away mission? That's a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of one of those things of, so the bad guys want us to come over. Quick, everybody on the bridge, jump on the transport. Right? Let's make sure if something bad happens, no one knows how to fly this thing. <laughs> There's a bunch of people on the bridge just looking at her going, I don't know. Right? I, they just told me to say spaghetti, spaghetti. I don't know how this works. <laughs> so we're going to meet Shinzon and all I can ask is, okay, this great battleship that he has, what is this room that he's in? Kind of reminds me of the courtroom from uh, uh, Encounter at Farpoint when Q puts him in the courtroom. <laughs> just kind of, you know, random staircase and random bandstands for no reason whatsoever. I kept on waiting for the girls from Deal or No Deal to just pop out of the back and start walking down the <laughs> Welcome to my we'll little room. to the Empire. <laughs> deal or No Deal. <laughs> It was just like, so this is my room full of stairs. <laughs> <laughs> so the tension builds, the lights stay low, the music swells, and we are introduced to Tom Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> he beat out Jude Law and James Marsters for the part, and he was really excited to get this part. He, he thought this was going to be the part that was going to make him. It did make him just not what he thought it was going to make him. Ew. Sorry. I just looked up James Marsters. <laughs> so, um, originally that's a terrible the, idea. The originally the script, they actually were going to have Patrick Stewart play both parts, um, which would have made more sense. Yeah. I imagine Patrick Stewart probably put a kibosh on that. Cause it was still stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He should have put a way more kibosh than he did. <laughs> right. No, and no, at any point does anybody ask, wait, why are we doing this part? <laughs> right. <laughs> <sighs> but Hey, Oh man, I will say this. The Remans have all these woes, but man, check out the suit. It is fancy, isn't oh, it? He's man. got that iridescent rainbow coloring all over it. Yeah. And I, the big I, I really things. don't. I don't understand why it is that bad guys have to have giant pointy uh, shoulder pads. Yeah. Yeah. Really tall collars and <laughs> like long jackets. I, I don't get it. It's a sci-fi thing. They do it all the time. I don't understand why though. I think it's one of those things that I'm so evil and sadistic that I wear goofy stuff waiting for somebody to make a comment about it so I can kill him. Oh, there you go. Give me <laughs> one excuse. <laughs> Nobody's giving me a reason to kill them today. You know what? I'm going to wear fancy clothes. All right. <laughs> so then Data decides he's going to scan in secret. <laughs> so he goes, hey, you guys, look over there. <laughs> and he has Worf try to, or Riker try to have cover up. And it was like, what do you guys have a joint? What, what is that? Right. <laughs> so Shinzon's like, you don't have to hide it. Go ahead and scan me. Oh, actually, sorry. I was texting. I apologize. My bad. <laughs> my bad. My bad. I was trying to figure out this click wheel from my ship. I don't know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and we see his face for the first time in full light and we go oh my goodness did you notice he was human i and, never noticed and he looks like dr they evil to us yeah right that that's the part that really really i could not get out of my brain constantly because the eyebrow did going up right the one eyebrow Hello, going up he Mr. looks powers like, <laughs> yes it's like Okay, he kind of looks like Picard, but he looks way more like Dr. Evil. <laughs> I will destroy you, Mr. Picard. <laughs> Unless you give me one million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, then he goes immediately, not only am I human, but I'm creepy. Yeah. Hey, 
are are you a girl? <laughs> Didn't we go through this with Charlie X? Right? I, seriously, I, I totally got Charlie X vibes. And he was like, I, I've never seen a human woman before. And I'm like, seriously, Charlie? Okay. So I guess in the full cut, they give some sort of explanation of his his obsession with Deanna, but that was all cut out. So it was just like, ooh, you're pretty, I'm creepy. I mean, he, he does say there, that he's never seen a human woman. So I guess that's kind of cool. And there doesn't appear to be any human or any uh, female Remans. Yeah, I haven't seen not any sure how that works. Um, and he he's only seen the one Romulan woman, I think. So I can see that she's a bit of an oddity to him, but I don't know that that really warrants the, hi, <laughs> are, are you a woman? It's with, nice to meet you. With everything else he has going on, it just seems a little odd that he, he gets that sidetracked that quickly. Well, I don't know. I've met 13 year old boys before. <laughs> I kind of do that. Good point. Right? I'm trying to disarm this bomb and everybody could. Do- oh, is that a girl? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you, Picard basically tells him, you know, back off creep, uh, say your piece of rule jam. And Shinzon does the whole Gorkon from Star Trek six. Oh, peace. That's what we want. Peace. Yeah. Totally want peace, dude. Yeah. (laughs) And when the lights come up and we see his face in real detail, it's about this time that we're like, yeah, I guess he's vaguely French. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not really sure. I talk like this. Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I am glad that Tom Hardy got some voice work done. Cause man, I will say his voice in this movie, just if he was going for the, for the whole creepy vibe, he really pulled it off with that. The little voice he, did. he uses. He, he pulled it off really well. And I was very appreciative that he wasn't using a Cockney accent the whole time. <laughs> oh man. I actually, <laughs> right. Think about every other role he's been in all his good ones. He's got a Cockney accent or an American accent. <laughs> So him using this this soft lilting British, it, it was like, oh, that's not, it's not too bad. He did a pretty good job. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the idea of him being like, all right, so here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> so he does this little thing where he's basically alluding to, to Picard, you and me are the same person. And you see the look on Picard's face and he's thinking to himself, okay, so Kirk got an evil twin. Spock got an evil twin. Data got an evil twin. I get a creepy twin. Nice. Now, you know what he was really thinking? (laughs) We're not the same because if I were wearing that outfit, I would be pulling it off. (laughs) (laughs) You could never pull off a battle vest. Shinzon's like... I know I'm your clone because I have this rare genetic disease that makes it so that sound is really. <laughs> I said, I have a rare disease. What? what? <laughs> Listen, I know what you're doing. Man. It's not funny. What? 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 <laughs> so dumb <laughs> now um he he pulls out a knife and he cuts himself to give them a blood sample and everybody tenses up like oh, oh he's got a knife you're all carrying energy weapons guys come on and you're like 10 feet away <laughs> my first reaction was like man diplomatic gifts on romulus are really weird right <laughs> My first thought was, I'm pretty sure I've seen that knife at a gun show. (laughs) There's always that guy at the gun show who's got all kinds of fantasy knives. And (laughs) that's totally one of them. (laughs) In all fairness, if anybody is listening, uh, that, that knife is actually an art piece that was made by a knife designer. It is actually a big deal. Uh, I don't know anything about that designer, nor do I care because there are thousands of ripoffs of that knife at gunship. <laughs> no, no, this is the original. <laughs> so yeah, we find out he's a clone. 
So Yay. once again, so here is here is the thing. Once again, okay, this is this is the device we use because this is the reason why Picard has to come to Romulus is because Shinzon needs his blood to survive. So that's specifically why Picard has to come to Romulus. I don't see why, say Denise Crosby playing Sila couldn't wanted revenge on data and Picard and found some reason to bring them there to do the same thing. Because then they couldn't use the trope of the Romulans took the, the DNA of a Starfleet <laughs> personnel and cloned it. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh my God. None of this stuff has to be in here. <laughs> It was about that time that I said, boys, I believe we already done this story. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, seriously. Okay. Now I do have to ask this question. Yeah. Picard season one, the uh, head of Federation security is a Romulan spy parading Mm -hmm. as a Vulcan. Mm -hmm. Is she actually a Romulan or is she actually a Vulcan clone of that woman? She's actually not a clone. She's just a Vulcan who has weird eyebrows. Okay, I'll buy that. (laughs) Except they've already done that. Uh, What was his name? What was his name? Oh, Spock. (laughs) Because he did that for a while, too. (laughs) I guess I should just, no, you mentioned, I guess we should just be thankful that the reason they went to Ramos was God's there. Right. You know what? At least nobody's ever reused any other storylines. They always come up with original <laughs> ones for the movies. Like that one time that they went and found the sentient satellite that or no. Oh. The, the time they time travel. Oh, oh no. no that no. <laughs> oh uh, the time they were framed by the Klingon. Uh, no. 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 Oh, oh, Damn. they got stuck in the holodeck and the interlocks came off and they were no 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 no, no that one's yeah. turns out every movie is just a two-hour episode of CNG. <laughs> <laughs> or a two-hour episode of the show How's that? <laughs> oh man realizations that ruin movies um <laughs> So the other problem that I have with this is so Picard starts to, um, to, to think back on his past. And it's about this time that we realize, Hey, wait a minute. That's not his clone. Cause if that was his clone, he would, you know, look like young Picard who we've <laughs> seen before. Yes. Also who, who had hair, had hair. Yes. He had hair up until he was an adult. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yeah, that was kind of an interesting choice of like, you just couldn't have photoshopped hair onto Tom Hardy to match the, but again, Stuart Baird. Photoshop nothing. Tom Hardy has hair. Don't have him (laughs) shave his head. Of course, then he would have been like, I look something remotely like you, don't I? (laughs) With my having a nose and eyes like you do. Yes. I, I can imagine someone ringing up Stuart Baird, you know, in the TV show, Young Picard actually had hair and Stuart Baird saying, this was a TV show. Yeah, right. <laughs> Star what now? Wait, so I'm not going to meet George Lucas? <laughs> when am I even doing this? <laughs> when does Darth Vader get here? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, I also like the Romulan senator talking to him. This guy is, you know, he looks like he's in his middle age for a human. So for a Romulan, he's got to be like, what, 150 or so? Yeah, somewhere in there. And this kid who's like 20 years old and human from the crappiest (laughs) planet in my star system is like, hey, you're going to do what I want. And he's like, yeah, sir, I'll do whatever you want. (laughs) Good thing Romulans don't learn anything about treachery. Keep thinking of the uh, Lando Calrissian line. This deal is getting worse all the time, right? <laughs> so yeah, Shinzon basically tells, shouts them all down because they're saying, "You said you were going to take on Earth, and all you're doing is sitting around." And then you brought Picard here. What? What is that even about? We what the deal? 
you know that guy was a spy once. Um, <laughs> and so Shinzon tells him, you know what? I don't care. You're going to listen to me. I'm the dude. Kicks them all out, except for Denatra, who he tells, I'm keeping you after class. So she does the whole, you know, I would do anything to work with someone like you bit. And he's not having it. Okay, this is gross. So Romulans in all the all the Star Trek stuff, Romulan women are like the most aggressive, capable, like they are not these simpering yes. nerd fantasy women, right? Yes. These are strong, powerful women who know what they want and they're going to get done. Agreed. And Donatra just dissolves into, well, what can I do for you? <laughs> what is that? It's so, oh, it's so gross. The, I, I think the, the oh. I think they were pl- trying to play too hard into the Romulan tropes. Or I mean the Roman tropes, yeah. Of, totally. of uh, yeah, I, I think they were just. We got nowhere to go with this, so we're just going to go here. Yeah. Uh, but in the end, Shinzon tells her, you know, ew, um, <laughs> is not having it. But he says, you know, but um, if your friend, you know, the other uh, military guy, if he starts acting up, could you kill him? Thanks, that'd be great. Right. And, oh, and by the way, if you ever touch me again. <laughs> and I love that he's like, if you ever touch me again, and he pauses, and I'm like, oh, here it comes. This is going to be good. He's like, I'll kill you. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> that line sucked. <laughs> like, you had such an opportunity, writers. What was that? Leave that off your Tinder profile. I'm just saying. Well, right. So she she leaves the room and stands outside the iron gate. <laughs> And Shinzong goes into some sort of fit. He has some sort of, some sort of malady. He's, he's in pain. Right. Um, which she sees because, well, let's just say if you're a part of a society that is this ultra paranoid, invest in solid doors. Right. Just, just an idea. Doors a guard is going to say, to. don't stand there. Get out of yes. here. <laughs> but no, she's just like, uh, what's going on in there? And of course. Shinzon's got his own personal cleric who's like, uh, let me roll a D20 and see. <laughs> Puts his hand on his chest and he's like, you are healed. I heal thee. For now. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, so we go back to the Enterprise and we see B4 sitting there petting Spot. <laughs> and he's clearly <laughs> contemplating, should I eat cat? No eat cat. Hmm, eat cat. <laughs> no eat cat. Eat cat later. <laughs> <laughs> but then he goes click. And even though he's an idiot, he's an idiot who knows to ex- how to access all the files on the Enterprise. Right. And I like that the click that he has is like he moves his head to the side, like season one data. Uh, or also Jude Law as a prostitute robot in uh, uh, AI AI (laughs) oh oh. that come on it's a fun movie it's super stupid but it's so much fun yeah we might have to watch that one together sometimes to convince (laughs) me while I while I groan and roll on the ground I will tell you at least it's got lots and lots of easter eggs anyway I barely remember it I'm I'm trying to shut it out of my brain like trauma, but (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's how I feel about most Haley Joel Osment things, but still (laughs) I made the mistake of watching a movie directed by Steven Spielberg and, uh, and produced by Stanley Kubrick. I really should have known better. It's true. So before decides to get some hate on that, (laughs) (laughs) he's going to do some hacking. If there's one thing you don't want, it's one of them Android hackers. You know, they sit down that keyboard and they start typing real fast. I'm always amazed in the time of Star Trek that when they update their software, the interfaces still work the same. Right? Like that he doesn't well, go in there and go, oh crap, the home key, the, the home key, the home key. Oh, the, is this it version used 20? to be uh, oh, man. No, it used to like be right that, there whenever they get on another ship too like an alien vessel that's been floating in space and covered <laughs> in dust they're like oh 
this is Unix. I know this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never, you never see the little, you know, paper clip going. It looks like you're trying to access secure data. Would you like some help? I believe you're trying to access historical <laughs> files. Have you considered holding down control? <laughs> um, so again, data and by extension before are androids. They are walking computers. I got to imagine they got Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, whatever the <laughs> heck it is in the future. And this dude's got to sit down at a keyboard to hack the system. Still don't like this. <laughs> and he's got a weird sense uh, nonsensical graphic that flies by to represent him stealing data. <laughs> Do not like. <laughs> See stuff's on the screen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because that's the most efficient way for an Android to download data. <laughs> Looking at a monitor. <laughs> so then they go to dinner at Shinzon's. Dinner at Shinzon. So this is the second exposition dump. This is this is the Shinzon explaining my side of the story. Dinner for schmucks. <laughs> okay, so this room... They sit down to dinner. I think this is the the grand staircase room again. I don't know exactly where this is physically on the set, but they're in a room that's lit with torches to keep the lights nice and dim. First off, they don't have a dimmer switch. (laughs) I don't know why they need torches. Shinzon and uh, Ron Perlman are both dressed in rubber and uh, all the Aaron Picard is dressed in polyester Clearly, I cannot even imagine how hot and sweaty that room was. It had to be miserable. I, I can just think Shinzon's like, well, we have much to discuss, but do you mind if I turn down the AC? It is very stuffy. All I could say is, well, we should be thankful we didn't have to see Shinzon in the uh, the pants version or the shorts version of that same outfit. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to wear a, a device we call flip flops. <laughs> in my culture, we do not wear socks with sandals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he explains so, to Picard, yep. They made me. I'm a clone. They were going to make me. They were going to replace you. They were going to dump your body. But then there was an election and that plan just basically got tanked. Yeah. I. This is an issue I have with sci-fi in general, because what do they do with him? They throw him into a dilithium mine. And yes. that's where he's got to survive. Yes. You got bad guys that are willing to poison towns, destroy worlds, destabilize entire galaxies, but they're not going to shoot that one guy or destroy evidence. This is a this sci-fi thing pisses me off to know it. It's not even sci-fi. It's just movie trope, right? The, the one guy who's got all the evidence, we're going to, we're going to find a place to stash him where <laughs> inevitably somebody's going to find him and he's going to tell his story. If you got evidence, well, I'm going to keep that in a place that obviously I would keep all my evidence in so that somebody can come steal it from me. Why? Burn the evidence, shoot the guy, make sure nobody finds anything, and you're good to go. So here's my guess. Here's my guess. Because uh, Picard says, so what happened? He goes, what always happens on Romulus? A new government came in. So my guess was Shinzon, it wasn't somebody saying, take him to Remus. It was more, okay, everything on this list, yeah, just get this out of here. Move mm. those boxes. And this stuff this stuff can just, I don't know what those were, but you can just send all that to Remus. So, he's, so he meets Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman takes care of him. Yeah. And he says, hey, since the Romulans kicked me out, the Remans kept me around, I decided I'm going to be the liberator of Remans. So we stage school. And now we want peace. Yeah. So I'm sure the Remans, you know, the vampire guys were like, hey, see that little kid? <laughs> I'm going to follow that guy. Let's, let's, follow, let's follow the guy from Lansing, Michigan. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just <laughs> they're like four times as strong as he is. They're twice as old. And <laughs> little squishy human. Let's follow this, that guy. This is starting to play into the trope of humans are really, really pretty big dicks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we even get in this part because he's like Shinzon's trying to tell them, you know, you of course you can trust me, uh, Captain Picard. I am you. You know, John Lewis thinking, yeah, well, I've been a real dick a lot of my life, so I'm not sure if that really passes you in any way. <laughs> You're me, are you? <laughs> Question number one: Do you have your own heart? <laughs> Asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> How have you been feeling lately? <laughs> Seriously, that's how this movie should have gone. Shoot the guy in the head, transport him back to the Enterprise. Look I what I like got. Hot, <laughs> Beverly, rip this out of his chest and put it into mine. So, Jordy, I need you to transport something for me. Very, very specifically. <laughs> it's going to be tricky and gross. <laughs> <laughs> but they have the little thing where B- Captain Picard tells him, you know, I, yeah, I, I, this will be great if it's true, but I, you're a reman. I don't know you. Um, but he does the little, the little bit. I remember of, where they were now. They're in the Roman Senate having yeah, this meal. <laughs> yeah. Cause all I could think is <laughs> Picard sitting there going, yeah, yeah, peace. That sounds like, Hey, what's this green stuff on the floor? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so now we got to go back to the Enterprise. And shocker, they've been hacked. (laughs) So I'm sorry. This bugs me. Because Jordy's like, hey, you know, something has been accessing our systems. It's really weird. And Riker's like, huh, well, keep me posted. (laughs) <laughs> no 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 <laughs> we have been hacked is not answered by let me know if anything changes uh i've been the quote-unquote captain in a situation like this and i can tell you um <laughs> that first off the response to this is get everybody out of bed now <laughs> and two the body language of everybody who approached Riker as he walked in the room was we were doing nothing until you that door. And now we're going to be like, oh, 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 hey, 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 I saw something. I saw something. <laughs> Jordy was the only one who was doing anything because he was sitting at that terminal going, this looks kind of weird. I should probably look some stuff up. And that's, that's why he was on Google the whole time going, uh, let's see, error 413 while transporting human. Uh, oh, oh, that means I've been hacked. <laughs> and <laughs> here's the other thing. So Picard's on the bridge and they notice Thaleron energy. Yes. Right. And Jordy's like, see this little, this little graph I'm looking at? And he's going, Bzzz. that's Thaleron energy. And Picard's like, oh, that's very interesting. Oh, that's very interesting. And the camera's looking at the screen and then it looks back at Picard. Boom, they're in sick bay. What just happened? How did they get to sick bay? The conversation didn't stop. They, they, what? <laughs> they were trying. It was an, it was an artsy transition. It was not artsy. <laughs> that was a bad edit, is what that was. Somebody went. Uh, nobody's going to notice. Once I noticed because I was like, "We're on the bridge. There's a Caduceus on the wall. What's going on?" <laughs> okay, hey, also, Stuart, where did Beverly just- come from? <laughs> We just want to mention that we started this scene on the bridge and now we're ending in sick bay. I'm sorry. Are those different parts of the ship? (laughs) I have a feeling Stuart Baird on a lot of these things just played, you know, unfrozen caveman lawyer. Uh, (laughs) You know, I I look at that. He's like, Ooh, is that what they're going to do? (laughs) I don't, I don't understand your (laughs) sci-fi ways. (laughs) Jeez Louise. So, so we Ron find out. Yeah, we find oh. out that we got the Theralon energy, which can kill everybody. And here and here again, we come back to a tea. Beverly says a teaspoon of this could kill everyone on the Enterprise. A teaspoon which, of radiation. 
begs the question how 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 do you scoop a teaspoon of radiation i'm just um, you got to let it sit on the counter for about a half an hour to soften <laughs> then you can scoop it a teaspoon of bacon. now the real question is they're in space in the future why are they using teaspoons <laughs> Should have been one milliliter <laughs> of radiation. No, no, man. America, America takes over the entire world by the time that all happens, man. Oh, they kill the metric system. Well, no, they use <laughs> kilometers. They totally use kilometers on that ship. Oh, uh, that's because there's still some Canadians on some starships. The fact that they use kilometers is how I know that the Klingon word for kilometers is Kelly Cans. Kelly Cans. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Ron Perlman's getting a little weird. Um, he's like, uh, Shinzon, are you, are you sure about this? <laughs> it doesn't kind of, it doesn't seem like this is part of our plan. I don't think you want to do this. And, and Shinzon then, does the, 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 I'm the boss and you'll do what I say, you know, which he basically is going to be most of his part for the rest of this movie. Now, we're going to switch from this scene to Picard staring at a picture of himself in, a, in his younger years. They totally should have done a fade where like we were zoomed in on Shinzon's face and it faded. To oh the yeah. That would have been a great shot. Right. Like it would have been great. And I mean, super cheesy, but let's be honest. It's this movie. So <laughs> he, he's looking at this picture of himself in his cadet uniform. And all I can think is again, we saw him in his cadet uniform several <laughs> times. When he lost his heart, he was in his cadet uniform. <laughs> so he, that's not him. He had hair. Right? Also, great shot of him wearing the, uh, oh, what movie was that from? Is that from uh, Star Trek Two? The cadet uniforms? Yeah. Yeah, I want to say, yeah, I do recognize him from earlier, but I, I, uh, I The only time we saw cadets... Would have been Star Trek three. No, two. Star Trek four. Two. Is it two? Is that the one where we start off with the uh, boatload of children? That's right. Yes. <laughs> Those but uniforms were, are great, but they were all wearing the uh, nautical reds. Yes, except for some of the uh, engineering. This uniform looked much more like the engineering uniform. Yeah, because it had the the Scotty's giant belly buckle, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Poor Doohan. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, he had hair. I don't know why they had a bald shot of him. That yeah, was so it, weird. It, it, again, Baird, somebody had to tell him, you know, that's not how that goes. And Baird was just like, meh. Or, hey, Baird, have you ever seen a human before? Most of us aren't <laughs> bald when we're 20. Well, Baird had made mention that he wanted this movie to be like a standalone movie, that anybody who was not a Star Trek fan could watch this movie and understand it from beginning to end. But I think he took that in the opposite direction of, and that includes me. I want to know nothing about Star Trek at all and make this movie. And I want to know nothing about it from before. And I want to know nothing about it afterwards. I just want to know what happens in this particular movie. Right. Uh, I was clear. <laughs> anyway. So the Thaleron thing, obviously this is, this is something so bad. It's been outlawed by, the Federation and most civilized things. The Thalon radiation is a really bad thing and nobody should have it. And Shinzon does. So that tells us his whole thing about peace is he's full of BS. I mean, I think we could have seen that coming, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So now we're going to get into the weirdest, cringiest yeah. thing. And again, first off, Again, we're going to dig up something from the TV shows, and I don't think they realized they did it. So first thing, the most disturbing part of all is <laughs> we get another sex scene between Riker and, and uh, Troy. Which I just don't want to see this. No matter how why? many times it's on screen, I really don't want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> no, my, favorite, my favorite part of the sex scene is knowing that Jonathan breaks back is CGI to remove the hair from his back because he refused to shave his back for this scene. 
and that doesn't mean anything. I just love that as a story. I'm trying to imagine him already being bitter about how this movie shoot is going and the director saying, I need you to shave your back and him saying, yeah, bite me. <laughs> Cold day in hell, sir. Cold day in hell. <laughs> yeah, I, I can honestly say I've done this before. It is not fun. That is uncomfortable as all get out. I do not blame him in any way. Yeah. Um, so we'll just put it out there. So here's what happens. Riker and Troy decide to start having sex. And Riker is like, hey, I'm really into this. By the way, is there a reason there's a sheet between us? And Troy is like, <laughs> <laughs> Troy's like, yeah, this is really great. She closes her eyes and all of a sudden... The dude on top of her isn't her husband anymore. No, it's Shinzon. Dun, dun, dun. Just adding to the creep factor 1,000 fold. Well, no, that's that's only partway there. Then we're going to make it even <laughs> ickier because then we see a shot of Shinzon on the ship and we find out that his psychic connection to do this heinous act is being provided by Ron Perlman, who's got his hands all over his head. <laughs> Adding yet so, more creep factor. <laughs> so let's see. Troy is having sex with Riker and seeing Shinzon provided by Perlman. <laughs> <laughs> so much wrong. <laughs> this, okay, this, this, here's the thing. This makes no sense to me. We know Shinzon is on a ticking clock. We have, mm. we, we know this is happening and he decides to take some time out of his day for an assault, an assault that's elaborate because he has to have his buddy put his ha- hands on his head for us to do this. Right? How do you even approach that? Like, Hey, Bill, listen, I was thinking about <laughs> mind raping somebody, but as we both know, I'm not psychic. So could you help me with that? <laughs> what? This this to me seemed like one of those things that either the, the writer or the director said, you know what we've never done in Star Trek, really done in Star Trek? Yeah, we're going to do that. Except. Yes. Troy's been mind raped twice before. Yeah. In two different episodes. And. You'd think she would see that coming by this point. Be like, <laughs> close my eyes, open them. There's that dude. Nope, I'm out. Just get up and start running around screaming and flailing around <laughs> or something. Just be like, Riker, get somebody to shoot at that thing. I, no, not doing this. I oh, just so much wrong with this. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, this this seemed like, and I understand there'll be a callback to it later, but this just really seemed forced. It, right. It. it not only forced, but like you said, pointless. Unless they were trying to do the thing of, you know, the bad guy, he's really, really bad type thing. He's like, well, honestly, he, I, I kind of got that feeling, yeah. right? Like, like it was just, you know, he wants to get some genetic material and he wants to start a war. Well, that's kind of his business. He's <laughs> like, he's one of them. So that's, that's fine. We don't really have anything that really tied up into this. Oh, wait, no, he, he mind raped Troy. Nope. We got to go to war now. (laughs) And don't get me wrong. I am not in any way trying to minimize this. This is horrific. Oh, yes. Yes. Right. Absolutely. This is about as bad as anything could be to do to another person. Not trying to minimize that at all. But as a plot device, it was dumb. Yes. Yes. It just, like I said, it just did not make any sense whatsoever. Yeah. Anyway. So then we go back over to the Riemann ship. And it's big. (laughs) The Riemann ship. Yeah. You know what? Riemann's obviously have no, no interior decorators in their culture because this ship seems unnecessarily large. So there are just rooms with stairs and nothing else in them. Um, The bridge of this ship looks awful. The bridge of the ship literally looks like, it looks like a uh, warehouse dance party rave. It looks like there's a little stage up up above and a stage down below. And um, did you ever go to the works? It reminds me of the works. 
it was it was a club in Scottsdale at some time, and it looked very much like this. There'd be a couple of people dancing up on those top on those top things, but this it really looked like they threw together this whole stage, this whole uh, um, Romulan bridge thing in a matter of minutes, and just kind of paid it and said, "There you go." I don't want to freak you out, but I'm not exactly a dance club kind of guy. Uh, <laughs> you are freaking me out. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, it, the the warehouse look is is kind of weird. You would have think that, that they'd figure out a little bit about comfort. Like, I just want to be comfy. That's all. <laughs> they went the exact. They went the polar opposite from the last movie where uh, F. Murray Abram had the big command couch. You know, the, the right. big buffy command couch. They're like, no, nah, let's go the exact exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so immediately. Um, <laughs> They they transport B four. He's like, yeah, let's kick this off. B four gets transported immediately back onto the ship, <laughs> and he's like, "Hi guys, how's it going? <laughs> My name's Steve." Okay, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I like pizza. All right, uh, multiplicity, great movie. Um, so they back up his hard drive, and <laughs> I. He he's like, you know what? We got to do this quick. So immediately he's he's beamed on. He's like, now grab him, back up the hard drive, go. <laughs> right. That's how we get things done. Yes. We can do everything on the bridge here. Just just do it here, right here on the bridge. Right. There is no point in any kind of dramatics whatsoever. I have not been to Captain One Hundred and One, so I know how to just get things done. <laughs> so well, Deanna, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. So Deanna is like you know what? I need some time off. That sucked. <laughs> and, and, and corporate daddy Picard says, suck it up. I need you at work. Right. Like <laughs> straight up. No, I need you. Yes. And you can see Riker in the background looking at him. Like, are you freaking serious? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I wasn't asking. <laughs> it, it very much felt like the nineties, right? The, the assault. Well, that sucks, but you can push past that. Yes. Just, you yeah. know, suck it up, do your work. <laughs> can you imagine if they tried to do that on a show today? They they would be absolutely canceled. Roasted. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, Picard is kind of in this scene, too, because in the middle of him talking about this, he just gets beamed right off the ship. <laughs> and then the scimitar cloaks. As soon as it, as it grabs Captain Picard. Now here's the, here's the question I have when they discovered the Thaleron radiation, why didn't they just book out at that particular moment? Uh, Cause if there's one thing the enterprise is good at, it's overstaying. It's welcome. <laughs> Let's talk about this some more. Oh, do we have to? <laughs> right. You know what? Have we considered having a diplomatic meal? That might be a good idea. Well, now that Picard has disappeared, I think this is probably a good point for us to say we once again talk too long. <laughs> uh, so we're going to have to continue this on the next episode. We're all where the we'll find action out happens. What happens when Picard and B4 are on the same ship for way too long? <laughs> hey everybody, thanks for joining us. Thank and you. We'll talk to you next time. See you then. Uh, I would like to take a moment to say thank you to our friends over at five year mission thank for you. the use of their song beam down as our intro and outro. Uh, please make sure you head on over to five year mission.net. Uh, you will find a song for every episode of the old series broken up into albums representing each season. That's amazing. Uh, it's, it's great stuff. And you can also find them on Apple music. Uh, look for five year mission. Uh, that's it for us. Thank you, everyone, and we'll talk to you next time. See you then. Bye.